Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now where guests receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout options. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. Japanese Village. There you have it. Don and his staff will take care of you. As we bring aboard our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, no payments, no interest for no uh, for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy uh, heating and cooling. That's home of no payments and no interest for a year. <laughs> Brendan, you got to take a look at the script. You made me laugh. All right. We bring aboard uh, John Shannon. John, first of all, I just want to establish right now, go see Corey Blaschel before tonight's game because I know you're in town. Uh, he's gonna, he's got something for you from, uh, our friend Don at, uh, at, at, uh, Japanese Village. Okay. He's gonna come through for you. Is that a good thing? I feel better already, Bob. It's a good way to start a Monday. You know, what, what can I tell you? We, we didn't open up with the Boomtown Rats. And, uh, there you have it. But I do, I do want to read a text because it's, it's, it's part of the ongoing narrative of, and you are an NHL insider. So Francis has texted the show to say, Bob, just wanted your opinion on this. Why wouldn't the NHL have all the players vaccinated so they can avoid situations like what's happening in Vancouver right now? And, uh, and so I'm going to throw that out there for the listeners. You can text us at 780-496-0063. How would you feel about NHL players, quote-unquote, jumping the queue? I think we already know this answer, don't we, John? <laughs> because... Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to know what the li- – like, and, and this is a holiday Monday, so we tend to have a little bit more of a hardcore crowd listening to the show today. But I, yeah. you, fire away. Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. I actually had a person on Friday text the show and say, no, you know what, for our entertainment, the players should be vaccinated for what they're bringing us. I somehow yeah. doubt. I somehow doubt that large pockets of the population feel it's quite a political situation, isn't it, John? 
Well, it, it depends how you look at it, political or common sense. I mean, I kind of, I kind of uh, side on uh, with common sense on this one. I, I have a great deal of empathy for players. I understand what they're going through. I understand they, the protocols they have to go through. Um, and this is, I don't, I don't, you know, dive into political conversations very often, Bob. Uh, but I'd rather have teachers and uh, frontline workers across yes. the country serviced first, e- even even people who work in grocery stores, uh, who are uh, exposed to, uh, at a much greater level uh, to the challenges of COVID than the hockey players are. I mean, I, you know, I, I went through this uh, discussion just before Christmas when I asked the question of somebody in the National League if they were investigating the possibility of purchasing enough vaccines. They said they were investigating it. Well, the eruption on social media was to the point of six and a half million retweets of one of my, uh, of one of my uh, messages. And um, not very positive. I mean, nope. this, is one where, this is one where public safety is, should be for everyone. You can't put and prioritize for rich people, for athletes, uh, for people of privilege. You have to be able to give access to everyone. And that's a huge challenge. And I, I don't envy what the public health people in our country and in the United States, so all around the yeah. world for that matter, have had to go through. I think most rational thinking people say, yeah, in a perfect world, it'd be great if the Canadian players were vaccinated. But the reality of the situation is there are other priorities that have to just uh, other yes, people who should, should be prioritized. It's really that what, at, at the top at the top of the list for me are teachers. I mean, t- I don't think teachers have received the respect that they are due uh, through this whole process. Yeah, just my opinion. Uh, yeah. Another, you know, uh, Mike is Texas show to say, Bob, pro hockey players are relatively speaking already in a fairly safe bu- bubble, which is, is to be said. Uh, and Alan, and, and so Alan says, Bob, why don't the billionaire owners or the millionaire players order their own doses? But that's, that's, it's not about the money, really, John, is it? That's the point of this. It's not about the money. It's, it's... Well, we're not there yet. As I understand it, we're not. Well, there aren't enough doses for everybody in the world yet, Bob. Yeah. For for companies to be purchasing uh, uh, private dosages for for their personnel, I would I would hope at a certain time when we um, when you work for a, a major corporation or you you work in a uh, in an area that the, the COVID vaccination becomes just as common as the flu vaccine does every year, and some companies do provide that for their workers. Uh, some companies, but but you can't mandate it, um, and and that and there are so many other challenges. This is this is one where you know we have such a we we put professional sports and particularly hockey in our country on such a pedestal. Uh, we think we think it's we we actually think at uh, at times that it's a it's a right as opposed to a privilege uh, to watch hockey and to, to be be in the NHL world. Um, and, I, and sometimes we have our priorities out of whack a little bit on that. Kim has texted the show to say, Bob, what causes one team to get slammed by COVID and another one not? Are they breaking protocols, Kim? My response to that would be, I think luck plays a bit of factor in this. Do you not agree, John? 
Yeah, lock, uh, lock opportunity. I mean, if, if you know, the, the, the new variants that are highly contagious uh, are absolutely scary. I, I just finished a conversation an hour ago with Rick Bonus, who's the head coach of uh, the Dallas Stars, who's in the protocol. He's sitting in a hotel in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, he's had both his vaccinations, as a lot of people have in the United States. Um, he's he's convinced it's a false positive. How does that even uh, happen? I don't know. That's that's. But I think there are still a ton of questions about the, about this virus that we, we we truly don't understand, and we're learning on a daily basis. I, you know, the the thing is, is that I mean, how many times, Bob? Over the years, when you know, when you when Hudson goes to school, um, and and comes home and has a cold, you, know, you and your wife end up with a cold. It happens. Yeah. How many times in September and October, the th- grade three, there the flu runs through grade three. Sure. I mean, this is what we're talking about. This this is and this virus is much more virile than anything anything you and I have seen in our lives, period. So right. it, it could happen. It, it, there is luck. There is chance. Um, you know, how it spreads airborne is, you know, something that they're learning more and more about every day. You know, I, 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 you know we should be blessed that we're able to do a lot of the stuff we're doing based on how, uh, how how fast this thing tracks and how the variants change on a daily basis. All right, and part of it, people say, look, this is a hockey show, I want to get away. But the reality is the... Uh-huh. The ongoing schedule is being affected as we speak. We've got a team that's potentially knocked out of a loop. And could we see, John, as a result, a change to what the Edmonton Oilers are going to do this week? I think what we're going to see is um, we're, we're going to see the uh, even later today we might have an announcement of some games in the north changed, whether the Oilers are, are uh, affected this week, uh, probably not. But certainly, I think next week the Oilers are going to be affected. I don't think Vancouver is going to play for at least two weeks, and we're we're on day number six of those two weeks right now. So the Canucks are supposed to come here next week, Bob. I don't think the Canucks are coming here next week. I'm so the question you. is, the question is, is who will be coming? Steve Hatsopetros is the he's the the schedule maker at the National Hockey League. He lives in Montreal. He has done an an amazingly strong job trying to change the schedules to be fair. I mean, the, trust me, and you know this, the Ottawa Senators were sitting at home yesterday waiting to play the Oilers on Wednesday and Friday. And they end up having to go to Winnipeg to play tonight. They didn't want to go to Winnipeg tonight, but they have to under the circumstances. <laughs> Pierre Dorian, I actually texted with Pierre, and he says, the thing, I, I don't want to give Edmonton another excuse why they could beat us, and now we have to go to Winnipeg to play a game. So yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. All right, we got a couple other texts that have come in on some other stuff that you can comment on maybe before we get to the Oilers. So here we go. Trent has texted the show. He's uh, a guy that's always aware of what's going on with TV rights and that sort of thing. He says, can you ask John Shannon the status of the NHL USB package? And Trent says, Bob, the season starts in six months. Something has to give. So Trent's got the NHL regular season next year starting in October. 
I'm not sure that's going to happen, John. Maybe it's November. I don't know. But what have you heard anything at all about, of course, ESPN has got the A package. It, who's going to get that B package? Well, let me throw something out here, Bob. And, and uh, I know that I've read it elsewhere, so it's not a really a scoop, but I, it's something that is is possible. Perhaps ESPN gets the second package, too. Um, what I do believe is that in the negotiations with Disney, who own ESPN, uh, I do believe there is a price set as a minimum for the B package, as Trent wants to call it. And if Gary Bettman can't get to that number from the other people, NBC, Fox, CBS, uh, then ESPN will match it and we'll get the B package as well. Um, there's going to be, it has to get to a certain level. Um, but I, I, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd still say NBC and I'd put Fox second. But if they can't get to the number that Gary wants, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up back on ESPN. Now, given what we've gone through with the pandemic, John, is this, is this TV package going to be felt in terms of the off season in the next couple of years, or is it going to have a collateral effect down the road in terms of increasing the salary cap, maybe by 2023-24? Well, I don't mean, we're guaranteed a flat cap, I think, for three years, Bob. Yes. Um, so, and, and with, with ratings the way they are, you'd think it would help. Uh, it would help the rights negotiation. I'm not sure it's helped the rights negotiation simply because sponsorship is down as well. Ratings are up, but sponsorship is down. People, you know, companies don't have near the money that they once had. Um, I, I don't think it will. It, we were all hoping that it would, you know, that hockey was going to get to that magic billion dollar mark in the United States one way or the other. That's just not going to happen. So in the long run, by the end of this collective bargaining agreement, I can't believe I'm saying that, in, in years four, five, or six coming up, uh, it, it may have some level of, of hope, but certainly not what everybody was expecting, um, uh, you know, a year ago, we, you know, or, or 18 months ago. We, you know, we were talking, Bob, I think on this show 18 months ago about a, the potential in five years of a $100 million cap. I just do not see that happening now. Right. And that's going to keep some numbers down, and I wonder whether or not the Oilers might be poised to benefit with a potential left wing maybe copying the same thing that Tyson Berry has done this year where he comes in on a low deal and then drives more valuation with him carrying forward. John Shannon is our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you on Oilers Now. It is currently 1247 in Edmonton. Uh... Do you think Vancouver is going to be able to finish their 56 games? I do. I, I do. Okay. Um, you, you know, I, I, you know, I, it's it's difficult not to create a level of angst and panic when you hear the stories about Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, not every one of those 17 players has it. A lot of it's about contract tracing. Um, a lot of it's about playing it safe. I, you know. Um, so the question becomes is how quickly can they get through it? That's why I think it'll be two weeks rather than seven days as they first anticipated. Uh, but I think, I think you know, we're, we're going to be hearing about, which is one of the reasons why they're delaying predicting what the schedule is like next week. Uh, I, I think by uh, this time next week uh, when we're on the show, we're going to have a better sense of where things are. And I also expect, and I, I, I think we mentioned it 
uh, last time we were on on Thursday, I, I would certainly think that we're going to see a a Canadian schedule, the Northern Division schedule, go as far as the 14th or 15th of May. John Shannon joining us. John, uh, Vancouver, according to Sports Club stats, is at 0.9% chance to make the playoffs. Calgary is at 06 uh, so you're saying there's a chance, uh, and, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. Are you surprised at what's happened with Calgary? I mean, we had people, we had media in Calgary at the start of the year say the Calgary Flames were going to win the North Division. And, uh, man, I mean, they are, I think, uh, I think Daryl Sutter, if I'm not mistaken, is, well, I can tell you right now, let's just quickly look this up. He went into the game against Edmonton the other night, five and six, so he's five and eight now as, yeah. uh, as head coach. You surprised what's happened there? A, a little bit, yeah, I must admit a little bit. I, I thought there were, you know, there was those first three games, the two games that Ryan Husker was behind the bench, they went, they got a point out of two games. Uh, and then since Daryl took over, uh, there was that quick three game start. Um, that that they they won all three and you thought okay here's the the typical Daryl effect on a team, um, you know I I I think that what's happened there is that and then Daryl kind of alluded to it after the game against the Maple Leafs last night was that you know there are some guys that just maybe aren't good enough, uh, and and then you have to wonder how how. That wasn't very subtle of him to say that. Just as it wasn't very subtle, just as it wasn't very subtle of him to say a week ago that he hopes Johnny Goodrow is better in Game Five Hundred than he was in Four Ninety Nine. So maybe um, he's talking about the same guy. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, but Goodrow's had had a, not a bad season. It's just whether they, you know, does this does this group of forwards? And I think I think I I really do think it comes to forwards. Does the group of forwards in in Calgary play as a team? Is there enough teamwork there? Um, and I think that that's a question that everybody in the organization is looking at now and figuring out what to do. You know, they Michael Backlund. You know, they missed Michael even in that short time. They missed Michael Backlund, but Michael Backlund's not a first or second line center. He's a third line guy. Um, Monahan, Goodrow, Lindholm. You know, they've they've been disappointments in in the Sutter era here, the second Sutter era. There's no question about that. Sean Monaghan particularly. Yeah, he's, he looks like he's playing hurt. Final, uh, I'm going to get you to comment on a, on a comment made by Patrick Kane four days ago. The Chicago Blackhawks forward, who is in the mix, uh, though he's gone a little quiet here over the last three or four games for the Blackhawks. He's in the mix for MVP. He says, I don't think anybody's going to touch Connor McDavid this year, said Patrick Kane this past Thursday. He's just head and shoulders the best player in the league, and their team is having a great year. Um, they say the players are the first to know, John. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and the measures, I mean, as much as you and I think we know about the game and around the game, yep. when you're on the ice against these guys, that's the full measure. The players know. The players know everything. They don't tell us a fraction of what they know about the opposition or about how good other certain players are. And for Patrick Kane, who now, believe it or not, is a, state, a senior statesman in this national hockey league as a player, and I, I find that amazing on so many ways. But for Patrick Kane to come out and say it, to state it, uh, is uh, is truly one of the most positive things he's probably ever said as a as a player. So I, I mean, I think that's an obvious statement that that no one should be denying. And when a guy like Kane says that, it's even more important. 
Well, look, Connor McDavid is 15 points up on any other player in any other team. The only player that's within that is Leon Dreisettle's teammate eight points behind. John, having a great time tonight on the panel, and uh, we're uh, going to move you Wednesday because we're in our pregame show during your slot on Wednesday, so we'll work around that and maybe move you a little early in the show. Okay? No problem. That is John Shannon, who is our NHL insider. He joins us Monday and Wednesdays on Orders Now for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It is 12.53 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, come back with some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Orders Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. We're good now. I think that, that five days off was was a was a weird one. Um, you know, you're not you're not doing a whole lot. You're kind of just hanging around the hotel and and trying to you know keep your legs. But um, you know, we played uh, played a good one against Calgary and had a day off and we fly out yesterday. So we're kind of getting back into the rhythm here and we've got uh, you know a lot of hockey coming up. So uh, I think we're we're we've wrapped our head around the, the changing schedule and um, we're good to go. That is the Edmonton Oilers, Tyson Berry, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. And we are going to go into the Oilers Now Injury Report. It is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630Chad Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com and back at the 630Chad Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, it sounds like Edmonton uh, working with the clean bill of health, minus Oscar Clefbaum and Slater Cuckoo, of course. Clefbaum uh, was seen in Edmonton after that successful shoulder surgery uh, down in uh, Cleveland, I believe, a couple of weeks back. Montreal tonight without Ben Sherratt and Joel Armia. Armia in COVID protocol, still Sherratt on the mend from a broken hand. And we talked a little bit about it. Uh, head coach Dominique Ducharme does expect newly acquired Eric Stahl to debut off of the COVID um, isolation list. Tonight will be his first game in Montreal Colors. All right. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. RP has texted the show to say, okay, Nostra Babas, uh, why do you think next season won't start on time? The U.S. will be fully vaccinated by June, and the Alberta government also is claiming availability to all in by June. Is that correct? I don't have, it's, I, I'll have to check on that regarding Alberta. But anyways, I think it's a bit unfounded to come up to that, that conclusion, uh, not to mention hyperbolic. Any Anything can happen is not an argument, RP. RP, my actual response to that is I, I know for a fact there's some American teams who would prefer to delay the start of the NHL season to November so they could get a bit of the uh, college and high school football seasons in their respective markets and the NFL, a bit of that moved along. Um, we'll see. It is entirely possible that it does start up in October. Uh, that said, um, we're going to start the NHL playoffs in hopefully in the middle of May, which so take two months. That'll mean that we'll finish off in the middle of July. Could that potentially push by a month the start of the uh, regular season next year? Potentially it could. But you two could be right as well. And uh, and, you, and that's a fair comment to say, hey, stop. You know, anything can happen. Excuse really isn't. It's, it's not an excuse. It's just knowing the, the nature and the competitiveness of, of where. Now, ESPN. If ESPN ended up getting all hockey, that I think that'd be really good for the National Hockey League. I don't think there's any question about it. Another text comes in from the Chiseler out of Las Vegas. Bob, triumph to open the show. We'll always put them on a pedestal. Definitely not a hardcore listener, not on script, just having a little fun with you here. Calgary, uh, not only in a world of hurt, Bob, the Calgary Flames are done. <laughs> 
Well, they look like they're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, look for an eruption tonight at the Bell Center, a Cassian-Anderson tilt. Uh, I don't know if Zach's ready to start scrapping against Smitty against Price. Schmitty prevails. Bank on it. Uh, can't believe I'm seeing this. Heard you were highly... Uh, is it true that you were back in uh, grade three a licorice milkshake uh, champion drinker in the early to mid-1970s? Well, I was in grade three in the early to mid-1970s. <laughs> but uh, thank you for referencing... Uh, my Netflix choice of the week. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Keep it coming. Ah, the chiselery makes me laugh. Even if I can't read all through his text all the time. Off to a global news weather traffic update at twelve fifty nine with Bobby Farian. And when we come back, we're gonna go to Washington, L May. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty Chad.